0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sped Up Chat. I am your host, Mark Ryan, live from the UAE. I'm alongside a bunch of amazing people, and we are going to get started right away. So let's get in to the Sped Up Chat. Mark Ryan, Lise Farquhar, live in the UAE. Here we go. All right, Lise, what's going on?
1: Uh, well I don't want to make anyone envious but we just started spring break and uh, <laughs> we uh, yeah just making the most of life it is spring in the UAE the weather is amazing and we're trying to get out and about and uh, hopefully maybe make some art over the next two weeks that's what's up
2: hey miss, you're up hey what's up everybody Hamish Brewer um, principal and uh, middle school principal and I um, Author with the amazing Dave Burgess, obviously, who's here today with us. Um, Super excited to join everybody and have an authentic conversation. Uh, Pretty excited to meet Mark and Louise for the first time. And uh, shout out to everybody out there internationally. Uh, International education has been a big part of my life for well over 20 years. And uh, I'm super excited to be here. So thanks for having me.
0: Joe, my man in the car, what's going on?
3: Hey, guys, how you doing? My name is Joe Filippo. I'm the superintendent in the Fall Creek School District, home of the Fall Creek Crickets, and I am not in Fall Creek today. I'm actually about three hours away in the parking lot getting ready to watch my daughter uh, participate in the state gymnastics meet at her age level. So I'm, I'm really excited for her, and she's excited, and she's already taken off. But I'm excited to have a conversation Along with, uh, you know, Hamish, I got to be honest, just being here with, with, with everybody involved and seeing Dave on screen for the first time. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh, it just really kind of brings you that the idea of bringing everybody together is really a cool thing. So thanks for having us,
0: and we're looking forward to it. And last but not least, what's up, Dave?
4: Hey, what's going on? I'm Dave Burgess. I'm from San Diego, California. Uh, President of Dayburst Consulting Incorporated. I get to work with some amazing educators, help them get their messages out into the world, like Hamish, like Joe on the Impress label coming up soon. Yeah. Um, author of Teach Like a Pirate. And we're about going to be 82 degrees here in San Diego today. So I- I'm going to get out there in the sun right after this, probably.
0: There we go. And hopefully uh, this conversation won't result in us talking about the weather too much, but uh, I appreciate Lise and Dave sh- shouting out the weather right away, just getting it done and dusted. Um, I want to open this conversation up at the beginning with the idea that you know everyone in this room was willing to say yes, join, have a conversation. We've been following each other in different different ways on social media. But actually, um, at least for Lise and myself, we don't know everyone in this room all that well. So I want to start with... Uh, with Joe at the beginning, you know, when I see you as an educator uh, online, it's all about um, how you can link your own personal story and what's going on with you and transfer that into educators so they can get a clear picture about a message that you're trying to pass. And I think that's been so impactful for me with your, you know, here's what I'm thinking about today and kind of walking to work and sharing something, but actually giving me the, the lens through which you see it and how you experienced it. And that really made me want to do that with the students in my classroom about share something we we're learning and let them tap into how that actually affected me as a person. Is that kind of the vibe that you wanted to send out Joe?
3: Yeah, I think the the thing about getting the stuff out there is, you know, deciding like, what are we celebrating and how are we celebrating it making sure that it's about helping people see themselves as the hero in the story, whatever the case that may be. And so I think the thing that for me is how many times can I put stuff out there that I totally screwed up on? That if you're just starting out in a leadership position, you don't screw up on that stuff because I I screwed it up and it was a bad situation and hopefully I've taken care of it and we move on. But I think if we're vulnerable enough to know that That there's going to be great days, but there's also going to be really, really tough days. And if if we don't always have to be right with everybody, but we do have to be real. And if we're real with everybody, we don't always have to be right. But now we can connect with them on a level that makes them understand that you don't have to have all the answers. It's just like, let's help each other out. And, you know, I I think the thing about, you know, getting together on a platform like this is at, at the end of every one of those walks, I always say we're all in this thing together. And we're all in this thing together doesn't mean like we're all in this thing together when it's convenient to be all in this thing together, man. Like you got to help each other out. And I've had so many people help me that there's no chance that we weren't going to get a chance to kind of dive into this conversation and help each other out.
0: And I think I need to throw that up with Hamish with that idea of like just keeping it real and being real with people in the relationships. Hamish, when I when I followed you, when I follow you and watching your TED talk and seeing the idea of impact, you know, the impact you have. You know, not just in the classroom, but within the community and that maybe, you know, it's not always about, you know, the money you have or the stuff you have or the opportunity. It's about what you're doing, how you're making an impact in your life, the lives of those around you and then and your community. Is that is that was I reading the
2: right vibe there? Yeah, man, that's a big part of what it's about for me. It's about that legacy that you leave, the ability and opportunity you have to make an impact and lift people up around you, man. Because it's easy to walk with everybody when it's easy, right? But how do you walk with the broken? How do you walk with the people that are hurting? And how do you lift people up that need you in a time of need? Because um, you know, it's not about it's not about likes. It's about legacy. It's about chasing something bigger. um, I was one of the kids, I was one of the kids that I served, you know, I grew up just like many of the kids I served and uh, every day I just want to prove people wrong and show people what we can, what we can do and achieve and and to add what Joe said, you know, man, I screw up all the time, man, there's lots of things that I get wrong and not perfect, but and it's okay. And I I try to tell people, you know, take that pressure off yourself. Take that pressure off yourself. Just live your most passionate, purposeful life and live authentically and and live in real time and be present in the work that you're doing each and every day. And, you know, great things are happening. There's no greater gift than the the gift of giving. And um, both Dave and Joe have given to me so much and I've learned so much from them. And just surround yourself with the people that lift you up and make you better, you know. I've always said that if they're not lifting you up, they're not making you better, cut them loose. So um, I definitely, I just try to keep it real, man, because, every time you get ahead of yourself, life has a way of humbling you pretty quickly. So uh, just try to keep myself in check and uh, try to check on others. So yeah, I think that's awesome. I
0: love the idea of lifting people up because it's exactly what everyone here in this room does amplifying people's voices. And it goes exactly to what I wanted to talk about with Dave about lifting people up. I was listening to a recent podcast that you were having and you were talking about the Grateful Dead and the idea of, you know, the band being on stage and being the kind of the, the catalyst or something that brought people together, you know, people gathered around, but then they created something unique of their own. And that, that moment of that ability of someone to get on stage and create those things so that people can lift up and then they can lift up each other. That's what I see with you. I see this person who is able to just bring people together and then suddenly everyone's becoming their own leader and they're all starting to, to build each other up. Is that uh, is that something that's important to you?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And so that was about, you know, so Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead, he was he was asked about the deadheads. What are these this, these people that follow you around from show to show to show and they must love your music? And he what he says, like it's not about us, it's not about the music. What we have done is we've created a space for people to come together to ritualize. People that maybe saw themselves as outsiders. They didn't have a place where they felt connected. They felt like they were, you know, square pegs in a round hole. And now all of a sudden they could come to this place. And they could say, oh, there's others like me. I'm not alone in this, right? And they created the space to ritualize. And that was what was so important. So what was not important was them. It was the space they created. And that's kind of how what we feel about, um, like, for example, the TLAP community, for the Daybirds Consulting community, for the Impress community, all this. We are, it's not about us, it's about us creating a space for people to come together and to empower each other, uplift each other. Maybe they're not getting what they need in their school system. Maybe they're not getting what they need in their, in their uh, with their professional development, whatever it is, here's a place you can come and there's other people like you who can say, yes, I'm not alone in this work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And Lise, I'm gonna jump on there with you the idea and the ability that you've had to just start amplifying people's voices that you see on social media now listening to people's podcasts giving that feedback you know we always talked about that in the classroom how important it was to do feedback we talked about that at the global conference here in Abu Dhabi a couple years back and now i see you on these platforms actively doing that reaching out and being like i listened to your podcast and this was this is the part that was amazing this struck a chord with me and i think that's been so amazing because i know at the beginning we're, you were kind of pushing back with me on uh, social media, like how how should we do this, Mark? Why are you always on Twitter? Da, 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 da. And now I see you actively using the space to lift people up. Um, is that something that you're really passionate about now? And I know you're my co-host, but I want to hear this answer.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've always been uh, into into amplifying the voices of others and things, but it's also just connecting with like-minded people. And sometimes uh, at school, I feel like I'm, you know, alone in my thoughts and passions for things. And sometimes, you know, I'll walk past someone's room and, or, you know, you'll start having a conversation with people and you just think, oh, they don't really, do they really want to hear this? Or I don't want to share and overflow with all of this enthusiasm, because actually I know, they're just not into it, you know. They switch off on Thursday at the end of the day, and I don't. I just don't switch off of it, and um, so I think that's it. It's that you know I can get this constant fix in in my own time, in my own way with people, and I just find it really inspiring listening to that, and um, you know just finding out different ways that people keep their feet on the ground, but also elevate their ideas. So.
0: Well, I like that idea of people keeping their feet on the ground, but now for so many people hitting spring break and people kicking their feet up and literally putting them on a pillow, what are some things that you guys are doing? Hamish, I'm gonna start with you to recover, to, to encourage the people around you to recover, to relax. Is that actually something that people can do in a week or in two weeks?
2: Well, I think we, I think we just got to start by saying thank you to people, right? We got to start right there. What everybody's been through the last 12 months is unprecedented. I mean, for me, we just put kids back in school two weeks ago, uh, maybe two and a half weeks ago. And I think before we take a breath, it's a massive thank you to everybody out there, what they've achieved, what they've done, what they've been able to pivot and doing. It's remarkable. Nobody wrote a um, chapter in a book about this. If somebody told you they knew how to lead in a pandemic, they're full of it. It's just not true. Um, we're all figuring it out, and um, it's okay to be wrong, as Joe said once again. So I just start there you take a breath by saying thank you. You take a breath by being able to step back. now i'm I'm not very good at that. I'll tell you that right up right now, man. Like I'll go into the break and I'm gonna find twenty other things to get myself into and chase down a mongoose bike for um, Joe and uh, what have you, but um, no, man, I think sometimes balance is a bit of a, a myth. Uh, I really believe that balance is about doing more of what you actually love and do. That's how you find balance is by taking the time to make time for yourself to continue to chase those dreams and bucket list items that you have. So I'll continue to do that, man. I just got a new skateboard delivered just the other day. So I'm looking forward to the weather getting sunny and I can, I can scream around on that for a minute and uh, see how that goes. But I'm going to do more of the things I love I got, a, I got a little honey to do list. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. escape those on a break. Let's be real. <laughs> There's a real reality check there. So uh, Weekend Warrior stuff coming up, but
0: anyway. Sweet. Well, um, be careful how much you follow Lise's uh, Twitter handle because she's gonna be at the skate park just taking pictures of kids yeah. going down ramps. So I know there'll be an invite to the UAE, an open invite anytime you wanna bring a skateboard over here and uh, we'll show you all the cool little hangouts. Now, Joe, Um, Obviously, you spend most of your time relaxing, hiding in your car away from your kids.
3: (laughs) That's what you got to do, man. Sometimes you just want to listen to some music and hang out, but yeah, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm like Hamish, man. I, like I'm, it's hard for me to pull away. Like I have to actually do some things to make sure that I feel like I'm in a situation that I can do that. But here's the thing that's really important to me as a leader in this space is that not only that you take a chance to, to step away, but you also give the people that you lead a chance to step away and give them permission to step away. And one of the things that we tell our group is you will not hear from us. Do not check your email. You're not going to hear from us, so if you're going to check your email every day, you're not getting anything from us. Like, we'll get a hold of you next week, right? But give yourself some time to just kind of break away and give them time to break away. And the other thing that's really important, and, and Hamish and I are kind of in the same situation over break, we think about like what else can we do? What else can we do? And I'm just going to tell you, leaders, if you're out there. And your first meeting after the break starts with I read this book over the break. Like you're really gonna need to know how to duck or get out of the way because something's coming at you, man. Like when people get away from it, let them get away from it. It's just gonna be in that situation where you have to understand that this is an opportunity for us to break away, but also give people permission to do so as well. For me, I'm gonna like I'm gonna go watch some gymnastics. I'm gonna hang out. Um, And, you know, I think sometimes just having the downtime just with the family and and just being with the family, that's really important and and doing something to get yourself in a position where you can be them, be, be there for them. Because a lot of times the people that we're with at home give us the most latitude because they love us the most, but they shouldn't get the least of us because they give us the most latitude.
0: Totally well said. Now, I do like how you said, you know, you're going to take a break and then you're also going to watch gymnastics. Those two things don't go side <laughs> by side. I
3: didn't um, say I was going to do them, Mark. Like you, You're trying to get me do those run and rant thing. I'm telling you, I'll rant all day, but I'm not going to run before I rant. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Running's ridiculous. And Dave, I know you run. We're going to talk about that later. I'm just going to tell you it's ridiculous unless I'm being chased. And then I just need to make sure that I'm not the last one.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's uh, You don't need to outrun the bear. You just need to outrun your little brother or something, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll push
3: somebody down. I will. I'll push somebody down.
0: You know, when you, when you start talking so much about running and pushing people down, it sounds like you were a cross-country athlete before because that's the name <laughs> of the game. Now, um, I, I will throw it over to, uh, to Dave, and he is running. I saw a post that he was running really recently. So, you know, Dave, how do you separate from all this stuff? Because you have, you know, authors, you have people speaking, people needing coaching, all that kind of stuff going on, and you're still out there doing a, an eight-mile run or whatever you're trying to do. What's going on?
4: Yeah, so for me, it's about winning the morning. I try to get up and get out there right away and get something in because later things happen, things come up, and so for me, it's all about the morning. Try to take advantage of that. Uh, there's a, uh, I love this story. There's this woman and she she swam every single day, but she was the busiest woman on earth. She had, all, had a couple of jobs, she had a business, all this kind of stuff. And someone asked her, um, how do you fit your how do you fit your swim in every day? And she said, no no no, you don't understand. I don't fit my swim in. I do my swim everything else has to fit in around it. And that's kind of how I see about, uh, right now with my fitness journey is I'm not fitting fitness in, I'm doing fitness that's going in first and then everything else fits in around it. And so that's how I've been able to be successful with that.
0: Wow. Wow. It sounds like a CrossFit athlete's mentality. You know, whenever I talk to someone in CrossFit, you know, they're always, you know, no, I, I just get it done. I'm at the gym. Okay. I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, same kind of, Maybe mentality of Joe, with it comes to running, uh, Lise, what are you doing to step back a little bit? And I know you said, you know, you just don't shut down on Thursday and I know you're not wanting to shout it out too much. Cause I know educators around the world are not getting equal opportunity to spring break possibly, but, uh, what are you doing to, uh, to relax a little bit? I know you're at the skate park.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Went to the skate park this uh, this afternoon. Um, we are getting out camping uh, this weekend, which is going to be pretty awesome because uh, we haven't been away for a while. But um, one of the things that I'm gearing up to do is I'm changing roles next year, so I'm shifting from teaching art in the primary school to teaching art in the high school. And one of the big things for that is just you know getting myself prepared and. I, the way that I need to do that is really put myself in the, in the shoes of the students that I will be working with and go through that creative process of what a grade 11 student will do in art. Um, so I'm right now, well, I'm listening I to like,
0: I like that you said in art there for a second, because I thought you were going down a grade 11 tangent that was going to take yeah. a long
1: time for you to get back. Yeah, well, it's going to be tricky because I didn't take art in uh, in high school myself. And uh, so I'm just, I'm listening to this book right now, um, Braiding Sweetgrass, and it is just filling my mind with so many visuals that um, I'm actually looking over this time to transfer what I'm listening to into visuals and using that as my sort of pathway to feel out what the students are going to be going through, the, the kinds of things I'm going to be asking them to do. Um, so it's just a, a whole new level, I think, with the older students. I do it all the time with the younger students, especially now we're online, so you're really doing the work that you're asking them to do. Um, so that's it, uh, getting my mind into that and um, and my feet in their shoes. So but, And that's one thing that with you guys, you know, as you've kind of worked your way from the the level of classroom teachers to where you are now, how do you keep yourselves connected to the experiences that your students are going through? Because, you know, just again, balancing or fitting everything in or finding your rhythm in the day um, and, and keeping it real, you know, how do you manage to keep doing that?
0: Hey, miss, go for it, man. How are you connecting with the students in the hallway and you know what's going on? You're on mute. And if that's your trick to talking to the students. Yeah, man,
2: I was trying to be cool there for a minute. It got me. But um, you know know what I'll tell you, man, is uh, this is – I don't think you ever stop being a teacher. Even as a leader, you don't stop being a teacher. I think that's what separates you. And it's really important that you stay um, on that ground with that. So I'll tell you that never stops. For me, uh, I'm in the hallways. Um, I'm I'm with the kids, living, breathing the kids. Mental health and well-being of students is probably one of my number one top – priorities and amplifying their voices. And right now, never before, we got to make sure we're creating space for both of those things. Kids are going through so much as are the adults. Trauma doesn't discriminate and uh, mental health issue doesn't either. And so I spend my time wanting to be front and center. When you lose a student to youth suicide, as I did, it changed It changed everything for me. That day changed absolutely everything for me. And so my greatest priority is being right next to my students, hearing my students and listening to them and and, and alongside the teachers. Right. Like that's just an expectation for what we do. And but I have fun with it. You know, like I like to skateboard as and and skateboard around the hallways. You know, I'm not jumping into a, a bowl anytime soon. I'll probably break my back. But uh, I will tell you that um, just keeping up with the kids and talking about our Jays and our shoe games and keeping it fresh, greeting them in the morning, the evening, and and just being there to uh, be able to listen, uh, be present and be available for them. um, Those things are really important to me and near and dear to my heart. And uh, that won't change. I think that's awesome.
0: Uh, Dave, I saw you nodding there, agreeing to a lot of the things that Hamas was saying. What was one of the things that really struck you when he was talking
4: Yeah, I think the increased need to focus on mental health and wellness. And uh, it's always been true, but I think the pandemic has certainly put a highlight on that. And that's something that I hope is something we take away from all of this. Like there's been lots of tragedy and uh, disruption, but hopefully one of the things that we will take away is that, hey, maybe the most important thing is not the next content standard. Maybe the most important thing is checking in on kids, checking in on staff, checking in on each other, and making sure everybody's okay and understanding that sometimes it's okay not to be okay and we can and we can support each other. And so I really I really appreciate that focus on uh, mental wellness.
0: And Joe, uh, something that struck me that you said a little while uh, ago not here on this podcast, but the idea of just kind of staying present in the moment so that when things happen that you're actually present to connect with those students in that time and not just saying something like I think there was a student that came to you and you said to, Hey, how's it going? And he wasn't a great guy anymore. You know, it was, it was the words, it was the choices. So um, yeah. How did, how does that sit with you?
3: Yeah. I think, you know, the thing that the kid came up to me is like, uh, you know, why aren't you so excited to see me? And I'm like, I am excited to see me. And he said, well, you didn't say it. I'm like, well, I guess I should have said it, you know, four year old. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, but they, that's in the moment, that's what they want. And I want to take two things from what these guys said, you know, Hamish being president engaged in the moment, but I saw Dave speak literally seven years ago. And the first thing that he said, when he got out there, I remember like I, I did like a little intro improv intro for him and, got the t-shirt and the whole thing. But the first thing he said was, create an experience for kids, create an experience for people. And that just like resonated with me because every time that we walk into a situation, we have the opportunity to create an experience that people are gonna talk about for the rest of their lives. And, and we talk about that with every interaction matters because every interaction could be the one that they talk about for the rest of their lives. So how are we preparing ourselves to go into every one of those interactions, knowing that that might be the one thing that they talk about forever? And I think a big thing for us is just making sure that we're present and engaged in that moment. And for me, one of the biggest things is making sure that I put myself in the right mindset to be in that space. So we talked to our teachers a lot about starting and ending your day with joy. What are you doing to start your day to make sure that you're in the right mindset to see great things happening in school? And what are you doing to end your day with joy to make sure that you can go home to the people that you care about the most and give them the most you know of you because you're in that space? So what are you doing to start your day and end your day with joy? And it's not just about starting your day and ending your day with joy. It's about actually starting and ending your day. Because if you don't do that, you just continue to cycle and cycle and cycle, and you don't know if you're coming or coming or going. And honestly, you don't know where you're creating value or where you're not creating value. So take care. Take being present and engaged. Not is not only about in the moment with students, but it's in the moment with staff. It's in the moment with parents, and everything you can do to be there for them at that time. You,
1: you're my. I think
0: that might be the first time in 2021, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it on the (laughs) chin. Uh, My my internet was going a little funny. So please watch that, watch this space and take over for me in a second. But I want to go with the idea of, you know, it's been really difficult for people to connect a lot during this time, but we have connected through live streams, but how are we doing it to ensure that people are actually heard in our communities, our parents, uh, our staff, you know, people down the road. And I know uh, for me, I like to, you know, find the silver lining and all this and know, you know, during these situations, there's places like the Louvre here in Abu Dhabi, amazing museum, spectacular place. And during the March break is an opportunity for me to reach out and talk to their education department and see what's going on and see how I can get involved. So I kind of reach out and try to make those connections and see what's going on. How do you guys help to, you know, I don't know, come off of these things and be able to connect with people when it's really hard. We're just kind of seeing each other live all the time. Um, I'll go with you, Joe, back to, I see you nodding. Maybe you got something to roll with.
3: Yeah. You know, I think the first thing is give them the opportunity. You know, I think the thing that we have to understand about the the public, the community in general, is that 80% of the voting public don't have kids in school. So therefore 80% of the voting public are making a judgment about school based on what happened to them when they were in school or to their kids when their kids were in school. And they tell that story over and over again. And if the story was they didn't get a second chicken sandwich at lunch or they got put against the wall at recess or they got a grade they didn't deserve, then that's the story that keeps getting told over and over again. So this is an opportunity for us to reach out in a different platform. When you have the virtual opportunity in front of you, then they don't have to be on site all the time. And, and to be honest, they can't be on site. So how can you bring them in and give students in your space an opportunity? We have capstone projects where our high school seniors like do a passion project of their own. And then at the end of the passion project, they get a chance to connect with their teachers. But we also bring in people from the community that are in that trade or in that area of study to give them feedback on their project and how they can utilize that moving forward in an internship, in a future job. So they don't go to college and spend two years and then think, man, I don't really like this. Like these are some things that we can do as we reach out to the community and the virtual environment has allowed us to do that.
2: Yeah. You know what, Joe, I would add to that. The virtual uh, environment has provided opportunities. Like mm-hmm. for us, I, I've worked in title one schools my whole life and it's sometimes it's really difficult to get parents and caregivers and relatives out to like a PTSO, PTA event, things like those. But what the virtual environment has given me once I've got past that glass half full and, well is me. I've seen the opportunity. And one of the opportunities I've seen is we've taken our PTSO meetings virtual and it's gone through the roof. Attendance is through the roof. And so it's showing me a way forward into the future to be able to reach our caregivers and our parents and to be able to get our message out even better than we have in the past. So um, I like talking about the, the opportunity that some of the pandemic has provided us because it's made us really rethink and re-envision. And and look at a new way of doing things and it's truly helped. I just hope that we see, continue to seize the moment, don't waste the moment of change and that we continue down this track, you know? So yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on Joe there.
0: Yeah, and I think Dave would probably have something to piggyback on that as well. Is it it similar with the idea of being able to connect to more educators at once? Maybe, you know, people who maybe don't have the opportunity to travel to certain things, be at certain events at certain times, have you found that a silver lining that you've been able to access and uh, speak to people that maybe you wouldn't have heard their voices?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that some of this is not going to go back to the way it was before. I think there's going to be more online conferences, for example, more online professional development opportunities, or there's going to be chances. Even if it's an in-person event, there's going to be opportunities to access to to. Um, access that through online means because people all of a sudden say, wait a second, I, can, I don't have to have the travel expense. I don't have to get a hotel room. I can, uh, I can get all of this learning and make all these connections, and I can save that expense. So I think some of this is not going to go back. And I love the, the fact, too, that for what we've seen for, with a lot of students, there's been a lot about the negative impact of the online on students, but some students have flourished, actually. And some students who maybe were, they're getting a chance to have their voice amplified through these means. And maybe in an online, or I mean in an in-person class, classes dominated by the fast processors and by the extroverts, and there's lots of students that have tons to say, but they're a little bit introverted. Maybe they have some anxiety about speaking in class. Maybe they're not as fast to process information. They need some more thinking time. And now through technology, you see, oh my gosh, look how powerful what these students want to share, you know what they have inside of them, but they just were kind of being trampled over in the face-to-face class. So I've seen some students flourish.
3: You know, Dave, just to piggyback on that, I think the opposite is true, too. When we say that that kids may have had a, a bad experience in the online environment, it gave them a better appreciation for being in the uh, in the school environment. Like my daughter, you know, was like yeah, in school for a little bit Then went to the virtual environment. Was like, I do not like this at all. Then we've been back in school and she can't wait to get there. So I think that it does kind of recalibrate people in terms of what goes on. Um, and helps them realize what they have with that in-person opportunity for for some because I totally agree with you there's other kids that have we've seen absolutely shine because they have an opportunity to really connect on a different level and they can have one-on-one time with their teacher without their friends around where they have to prove themselves to their friends they can have a conversation that's real and genuine and authentic in the moment with their teacher right and and I'd like to jump in and add that um I want to
2: challenge everybody out there to rethink their discipline profiles and things like that, because I believe now it's shown us that a child should never miss a day of school again, regardless of what may have happened. And that, that, that this is giving us an opportunity to help those children that are crying out for help, you know, kids that are children that are in trouble or making mistakes. I believe it's a cry for help and it's our obligation to and priority to help them. But this provides us an opportunity to ensure that a child never misses a day of school ever again. And I'm just really passionate about that.
0: I think that was amazing how you guys jumped back and forth on the on that same topic and the idea that, yeah, some people are gonna struggle, some people are gonna flourish. And where do we where do we keep moving forward and not leave all of our learning behind of what we've kind of seen successful and, and seen uh, maybe possibly hurt a little bit. But I, I'm gonna say, you know, when we talk about uh, conferences and bringing teachers together, going back to you, Dave, at the beginning with the Grateful Dead idea, for me, I know I can't wait until there is a conference again that I get to go to and see people um, face-to-face because now, you know, Lise and I, we've jumped on, we've done lots of stuff through lots of different platforms and, you know, lots of learning happens and you don't need to have a hotel ticket, that's for sure. But um, you also don't get to eat or uh, have a drink at the hotel bar. So, you know, there's, there's silver linings to all of it. But I'm going to end this right now and it's a little bit of a surprise ending just because Uh, Well, just like Hamus said, sometimes you need to trick him into doing things or he's just going to say no. Um, It's going to be overrated, equally rated, or underrated, just like my friend Gary V. So here we go. I'm going to give you the word. Just give me if you think it is overrated, equally rated, or underrated. Um, You can give a little explanation if you think it's going to cause you any heat. Don't worry. There's not that many things. But, Lise, so I'll start with you. Just overrated, equally rated, or underrated libraries.
1: Oh, underrated, man. They are like the, they, when they're, when a library is done well, it, it really can be the center of the school, I think. Yeah, should be a loud place of gathering.
2: Hey, <laughs> Mitch,
0: go for it. Then Joe, then
2: Dave. Underrated, literacy is the key to every, every everything in education. Literacy is the key to helping schools improve, helping kids uh, become powerful weapons for change and to amplify
3: their voice. Literacy, literacy all day long. So libraries are underrated grossly underrated grossly underrated they can be an absolute sanctuary for kids uh, from at all grade levels so absolutely underrated
4: absolutely underrated for sure not only the books not and it's not just a place to store books right <laughs> and the uh, powerful libraries today are so much more than that and um, places for kids to go and connect um, sometimes you see incorporation of things like makerspace space uh, maker and all sorts of stuff. So definitely underrated. Okay, we're going to start with Dave this time and circle back around esports. Esports is underrated. It's up and coming. It's on the move. It's uh, you might not like it. Too bad. It's on the way. It's here. It's here in lots of places, and it's coming where it's not here yet. And so, un- esports is underrated. Get ready for it.
3: Hundred percent agree. Underrated, absolutely underrated, and it gives kids, you know, things that that uh, and an avenue to participate, you know, with a group in something that they really are passionate about. Underrated, uh, completely
2: underrated. Um, it's a million dollar industry that we mm-hmm. have to figure out how to give our kids access to. It's real world. Our kids are not standardized. They no longer operate or work in a standardized world, and. This is that opportunity and we should be giving them access to the millions of dollars that are out there for them to compete and collaborate and become part of.
1: What's your opinion?
2: Me? You know, I I definitely
0: think esports are underrated. I love the engagement that I see it happening, even with my own daughter at home. We have a weekly game night. Um, we're on the PS4, the things that she says, the connections she makes to her own learning is amazing. And so when people are always talking about, you know, take the controller away, I just uh, I say that I do. But I simply buy another one. You know, it's like <laughs> double it up. And sometimes there's some Mario Kart in there. And I mean, I'm not even sure if that's part of eSports, but it's got to go. So I think please, that's I think yeah,
1: yeah, that's what you need to do for it, I think, is uh, buy more controllers. You know, anything that takes you out of a situation of being isolated is good. So.
0: And uh, the last one, Liz, I'm going to start with you. Edu podcasts, educational podcasts. Are they uh, overrated, equally rated or underrated?
1: Uh, I think they're underrated because, again, uh, especially over the last year when people have found themselves in, you know, very isolated and alone um, that has been an absolute go-to for feeling like you're in a conversation with people and still moving forward, even if uh, even if you're stalled. Hamish? Hey, Hamish, you're hey, you hey,
2: I was going to pass on this, but here's what I'll tell you, bro. Here's what I'll tell you. It is underrated when you find the right one for you. It's overrated when it's the same thing over and over yeah. again, and it's not value-added. I think the trick is how do you individually find it? Find one that's value added for you and helps you um, challenge you in your thinking, extend your thinking, support you, and lift you up. Um, but I'm definitely personally into authentic ones and uh, I'll just stay right there.
0: Joe, where's that Edgy podcast?
3: I'm going to say properly rated or equally rated because I think, and I agree with Hamish, if you find ones that really want to lean into, I think they get what you get, what you get out of that situation. But you also want to have things that are, you know, pushing you forward and making, you know, and making you think a little bit differently. So definitely uh, I think properly rated. Dave, finish us
0: off. What are are we doing with Edu Podcasts?
4: Well, this Dave Burgess show is kind of probably overrated. (laughs) But uh, other other than that, other than that, I would say underrated. And here's what here's my thought on the educational podcast: is don't just stick with education. Mm-hmm. Same thing with books. Yeah. Um, yeah. I publish education books, but let me tell you, the majority of books I read are not education books. Um, the majority of podcasts I listen to are not education podcasts. Get widen your lens, read wide, live wide, right? And so, and then you that's you're gonna get ideas that you can bring back into your system, back into your school. And so I would say uh, podcasts are underrated, but don't just stick with education ones.
0: Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, I would go equally rated or overrated, unfortunately, but um, I do like all the, all, the top, all the points everyone just said right there. When it comes to my guests, they're completely underrated. They're an amazing group of talent uh, tap into them as a resource. I appreciate you guys so much for saying yes, taking the opportunity to come out here, chat with Lee's and myself. It's been an amazing time. I hope you will do it again. Lise, thank you very much. Hamish, Dave, Joe, enjoy the gymnastics. Don't pull a muscle. <laughs> this is the Sped Up Chat. I am your host, Mark Ryan, and uh, we'll catch you
4: next time.